Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk some toys? I am always ready to talk some toys, but I do want to switch topics real, real quick. Oh, no. I never knew you were in a commercial. Uh, yeah, I yes, I was. I was listening to the Rumble Wheel, um, catching up on a couple of episodes, and I had no idea you were in a commercial for ECW when it went to sci-fi. Did you see it? No, I haven't watched it yet. It's still on YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was not much. I laid there while Evan Bourne did a shooting star press. <laughs> and that was it. That was that was my role in the commercial. <laughs> oh, that, it sounds so simple. Yeah, like what's funny is we, me and another guy got called to go to what we thought was just extra work. and. Um, in Chicago, which I was like, wow, that sounds like a far drive, but yeah, we'll do it. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. And so we just thought we were just doing the typical $200 extra work. No, mm -hmm. no big deal. And about a week before I started looking at the date, I'm like, dude, this is a Wednesday. They're not doing TV that day. So we called the WWE with Harley and they're like, oh my gosh, we are so sorry. They gave you guys the wrong information. You're not doing extra work. We need extras for a commercial. And we're like, oh. And basically they like, we'll, we'll call, we'll give, we'll have someone call you back with all the details. And they're like, well, one of you will be taking a shooting star press. One of you will be taking a gut wrench power bomb. That was from Jack Swagger. And uh, that is it. I do. At that point, I was like, oh, I'm the bigger guy. I'm taking the shooting star press. The smaller guy's taking the gut wrench power bomb. No doubt. And that was exactly what happened. And, um, yeah, we get there and there's like this ring set up in a warehouse, kind of like movie set looking warehouse, all these lights. And, um, you know, Matt Seidel and Jake Hager get there. Super cool guys. We kind of talked with them. They brought in like 200 extras, which I was not prepared for. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and then like they have me get in the middle of the ring. They have Evan give me a, a shooting star press and which kind of wowed all the extras. They were like, oh, my God, you know, because his looks so impressive. And then at that point, um, they just set up the shot and we just sit there in the ring and we're just kind of talking and all the, and all the extras are around kind of just like looking at us. And so, you know, he was super funny. He's like, so how's everybody doing? <laughs> we're, like, we're doing good. He's like, all right. And he's kind of looking at me like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I don't either. <laughs> and so we waited and waited. And then, uh, you know, that was, that was basically it. It was, it was an interesting day. It took all freaking day to do it. I, I do. I do know that it was a long process. So the guy that you went with, you were talking about this on Rumble Wheel, and he's you said he took and I 
I don't know if it's an accurate number, but you said he took about 50 power bombs from Jack Swagger. I don't know if he took that many, but he took a bunch. And did they have, did they have a crash pad for him? No. Oh shit. No, they didn't. They, they started to get a little like, Hey, are you okay? Type of thing. Because you could tell the people shooting this weren't wrestling people. Right. and like I remember at one point they had a shot set up where they pulled the top turnbuckle down and 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 tied it down like low so it still looked normal in like the far corner, but they were gonna put the camera right there and and you know Seidel was like, um yeah, I can't do this with the rope like that. I can't stand on it. There's not enough, you know, it's like I'm I'm that like it's too loose and and they were like, oh, like they they just they, they weren't wrestling people. They were a commercial crew. Uh-huh. And which was kind of an eye-opening thing for me because none of them knew anything <laughs> about wrestling, really. And so for me, mine was easy because he hit me with probably three to four shooting star presses. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled in a crash pad. And the reason they didn't pull a crash pad in for the guy who was with his name was Jason, but was because of how most of the angles were on swagger, but you could see it in the shot. Oh, okay. after they got the full shot of, of Seidel, they were happy with it. They recorded him doing it probably a hundred times. This angle, that angle, that angle up above, down below. But every time he's doing it on a crash pad, cause they're just filming him because mm-hmm. they were filming swaggers, like set out and, you know, the belly out power bomb that he did. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jason took a bunch of power bombs, a bunch. Yeah. Oh man. I bet he was feeling it that day. Oh, I, he had to have been. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I was listening to yeah, Rumble. We yeah. always like, I've known Breaker for seven years. I've never heard this story. I've heard so many stories from you regarding your wrestling days, but I never heard this one. So if you're listening to this, Google uh, ECW Evan Bourne commercial. It usually pops up. Okay. And, and you'll probably remember seeing it when you, uh, when you watch it. Like, oh, yeah. But like, you can't really tell it's me except for one shot. <laughs> one shot. Uh, I'm basically laying there, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." And then you said that they told you to turn your head, so you, yes. they didn't. <laughs> and if you look, look when because they do a three count, and while they do the three count, my head's turned the other way, and they were to- I was told to do that. I was like, "Oh, thanks." That was that was my money shot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was my two seconds of fame right there. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Oh man. Well, th- congratulations. You're in a commercial. <laughs> it bought me a Nintendo Wii. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting for sure, but it was kind of a cool thing to, uh, to experience that. And like, they have like craft services, you know, so full, full catering and they treat, it, it was interesting. The biggest takeaway was they treated us like a big deal. Uh huh. And we're so used to being extras and being treated like, you know, garbage right mm-hmm. and so like the fact that hey can we get you guys anything and i'm like no nah, i'm good i mean we brought food with us you know because like that's how we did not expect any we brought you know like that's the thing is we learned you know being on the road like you bring you bring a couple of bottles of water some type of food you can eat later because like you know you'll get hungry so it's like all right well i got my subway sandwich for later you know or whatever or my protein bar whatever it might be because you're just not anticipating them treating you well and they had this amazing you know like catering catered meal which was like oh wow you know nice yeah it was, it was pretty interesting and then i actually we one of the extras came and sat at our table and he's like hey do you care if i sat here I'm like no you're good man and he's like so 
are you guys actors? I'm like, no, we're, we're wrestlers. And he's like, is that how you got the gig? And I was like, that would be how, yeah. He's <laughs> like, so how, how did this work? And I was like, well, they just called us and they said, we need two wrestlers. We didn't even know it was a commercial at first. And they explained to us what it was. And, uh, and I was like, being the bigger guy, I knew I was taking the shooting star press and he was taking the power bomb. He's like, Oh, okay. And I was like, are you an actor? He's like, yeah, I do a lot of stage acting and uh, trying to break into, you know, film and TV, but, you know, the only way to do that is by, you know, cutting your teeth and stuff like this and making connections. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. So it was kind of cool to talk to him and mm-hmm. see, like, how the hell did you get this extra role of being? Because they basically they were all around the ring as a crowd. Yeah. Which to me was the biggest, like, re- reason I knew it was a work is it was like all like really good looking girls and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just, it was, it was like, you could tell they were just like, they, they seem so out of place and like the way they were all cheering, like what these two guys would like high five, like, all right. Like you could tell it was <laughs> so manufactured, like watching them do it. And you can also see throughout the day how their excitement levels, even though it's manufactured was really dying down. You know? like they, were, they were like, yay. All right. <laughs> they were, they were cheering and that. It was, it was fun. It was a fun experience to do it for sure. Where's all of our neck beards and uh, de- deodorant less guys? Where are they? Exactly. <laughs> that's what we were. That's what we would have normally been experiencing. Yeah. That's cool. So by the way, let's go back to the Nintendo Wii. Did you get any games with the $500 that you got or just get the Wii? Punch out. Nice. So a uh, big punch out fan. I literally bought that whole system so I could buy the new punch out. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. A bunch of guys came over that night. We hooked it up and played it. We were like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Nice. I, you know, what's funny is I was just on the PPW podcast. I had no idea that Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball came out for the Nintendo 64 until Steve told me about it. Steve, from right, Positively. Yeah. I had no clue or else I would have been playing the hell out of that game because I love the original from Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball was one of the best baseball games ever made. I agree. I, I when I rebought my '64 a few years back, that was like one of my first grabs because the '64 had some of the best games ever. Oh right? yeah. Oh and absolutely. Even you take out just the wrestling games, take out all those like you know Mario Kart, Mario '64, um, Diddy Kong Racing. I mean, there's so many good ones and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the King Ruby Jr. baseball game was fantastic. Man, that's awesome, dude. I I never knew it came out because 64 was so, I don't know. I played all the wrestling games and Bond, and I never went outside of those. I know a lot of people loved Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart. I know a lot of people love that as well. But it's like the wrestling games and Bond were the games that I only stuck to. Because it was more of a party system because yeah. of Mario Kart, you know, Bond. To me, it was a party system. You know, you, you Super get Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Because you get all your buddies over, you guys get a pizza and some soda, and you start playing 64. And then you start playing the wrestling games, and all four of you are in the ring, and you're just, you don't even care oh, about, yeah. you don't care about the AI guys or uh, the right. computer guys. You're going after each other. <laughs> Well, and not only that, like if you had your buddies come over, hey, bring your controllers if you didn't have four because uh-huh. it had four ports. That was the first system that had four ports. Yep. And like like you said, you could all do a Royal Rumble. Everyone's in the ring. Like, dude, that was insane back in the mm-hmm. day. 
I remember for Sega Genesis, you had to buy a box, an adapter, yeah, an adapter to get four ports. Yep. And but you're you're 100 correct. That was, or no, you're right. That that was the first one with the four ports. I, I remember that was a big selling point, and and just everything about it. I remember my buddies had a uh, a, a 64. I never had one as a kid, but mm-hmm. they had one, and I remember I was playing like WCW Revenge. And I'm like, oh my god, this game is so cool, you know. Uh-huh. And just hearing hearing stories about it, or you know, being at school, like, yeah, about revenge. I'm like, oh my god, who's on it? Everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, seriously, is Glacier on it? Yeah, is, you know, British Bulldog on it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get this game. <laughs> and just being so mad that I didn't have a 64. Yeah. There was a PlayStation game. It was a WCW World Tour, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I had that one. Yeah. So DDP was on the cover or in, the, but he was not on it. He was not in the game. My buddy and I played until about 5 a.m. in the morning trying to see if there was a way to unlock DDP because it was before internet. And, you know, yep. you got to gotta preface that. that it was before internet. So we played till five in the morning trying to see if there was any possible way to unlock DDP. We were sadly disappointed that you couldn't unlock DDP because especially him, he was a huge ddp fan he loved ddp and not being able to get ddp in the game he was he was like well i'm glad you bought it because i'm not buying this piece of crap (laughs) well what's funny is even like jeff jarrett was a secret character in that Mm -hmm. one which was odd that they didn't include ddp but that was also like that game you know they basically took it was almost like fire pro where they took existing japanese guys like road warrior hawk was in it yep as a different name and stuff like that and which was kind of fun but at the time it's like I didn't know that these were based on real guys. I just thought they were just made up characters. Cause I remember it was like the back cover was like over 60 characters. And I'm like, Oh, it's <laughs> including like 13 WCW guys. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Why does it say 60 characters? You know, like, and then that that's what I realized is like, Oh, it's a bunch of made up people. It's like, Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> not really made up, but they were, they were not their real names. So I was like, I was kind of disappointed by that. Yeah. Anyways. All right. This good, is- good times. We could talk video games all day. We definitely could. We definitely could. Um, we'll have to do some. We've done a couple of video game systems on here. We'll have to do more just because it's so much fun to dive into those. But um, but this week, however, we are diving into Masters of the Universe Series 3, man. We're going back to a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, was this the beginning of the downfall for He-Man or was it the next series? Because remember, He-Man was like, you know, uh, 20 million, 40 million, 70 million. Mm -hmm. And then it just fell off a cliff. And I can't remember if series three was that beginning of the fall off the cliff. So they had, they had six waves. I want to say 87 was their fall off, which looks like that was the last series. Series six was 87. Okay. So it it was doing, it was still pretty strong in, in 1984 when these came out. Mm Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more in the main event. Um, I, I got to get your your thoughts though before we dive into that. Um, were you a Masters of the Universe kid? Like, were these something you were into? Uh, yes, it was actually. Um, it, sometimes I would throw them in my Remco ring. Yeah, because they were so similar, you know. But mainly they would sit on the outside, you know. <laughs> going back to extra work, they were uh, in the crowd, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Adams in the crowd enjoying a nice night of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> He was a celebrity before celebrities started showing exactly up. Exactly, waving at the crowd. I was happy to be here. You know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these were a lot of fun, man. Um, 
I like the He-Man style bodies. I just like the way that their bodies contorted and their legs at the, you know, the mm-hmm. hip area that I like the way they contorted. They were easy to wrestle with. They were easy yep. to set up. They were easy to maneuver. I do have some fun stories. We'll get into that later in the main event, but mainly like these were last ditch effort toys that I would be grabbing to go over to grandma's house. Yeah. We would grab all the wrestling figures and it'd be like, uh, I guess I'll bring He-Man with me. Yeah. And so it'd be like, I'd have the LJNs, I'd have the Remcos, which poor mom, she's trying, okay, you're going over to grandma's and grandpa's uh, for a couple days. Okay. So we'd throw the suitcases, but we'd have to bring our LJNs. So of you have course. to pack that LJN ring in the back of the trunk. And on top of that, you have to stagger all the luggage around the LJNs. So the ropes don't bend or break or anything like mm-hmm. that. Then on top of that, you have to bring the Remcos because what if you get bored of the LJNs, you want exactly. to switch over to Remcos. So anyways, that was a lot of, uh, the, that's where a lot of where my memories come from, from He-Man is just playing with them after wrestling. They were, they were definitely a fun line. I, I didn't have any as a kid, but I remember my cousins had a bunch. And I was always just like, oh man, because these guys look like wrestlers in a lot of cases, right? They were mm-hmm. big, jacked up. They had boots on, so they kind of had trunks on. It kind of seemed like wrestling figures with with a little bit of a twist. So having them uh, available was definitely cool. Yeah. Um, some other things to dive into. We uh, we, we saw a, a couple of WWE reveals this week. CM Punk? <laughs> well, <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happened. Sorry, Chad. Sorry, we Chad. Talk, we can't not talk about Punk. But, uh, but more, we actually saw some WWE toy reveals, including some new Monday Night Wars some new, well, not new Ultimates, but new Ultimate Pictures and a few other things. What are your thoughts on some of these upcoming Mattel releases, man? Man, you just keep going back to, all right, not you specifically, but we all keep going back to, man, what if that stage had funded? Yeah. I I hate to go back to that, but what if that WCW Nitro stage would have funded? You'd be getting that with the ring, then you're getting the Outsiders Mm -hmm. ringside exclusives, then you're getting all these Ultimates, you're getting Brett, Brett, what if you have Brett show up, uh, you know, you're in your fig fed all of a sudden, you know, the screw job just happened. You're recreating 97 all over again. Mm-hmm. And you have Brett come out and, you know, you play a sound effect that has crowd noise or something, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, like it w- you would be able to recreate 97 all over again. Well, I'll be honest, man. I was, I was not certain I was going to dive into the Monday night wars figures, but man, after seeing them, like, there's something about seeing Scott Hall in the denim and we haven't got that before. Correct. And, and seeing like that early Hollywood Hulk, right. Where he still had the Hulkster belt, almost kind of the dungeon of doom Hulk. And in, in, in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. Austin in the, in the ring, in the ring, not in the ring gear, but like, in his like, you know, his promo gear, essentially like he's about to toss the intercontinental title off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the build a figure Lex from his debut. I'm like, Oh man, that's really cool. And then we saw, you know, the renderings for the disciple first time in the line, which is fun. <laughs> Harlem, Harlem heat, which is awesome. Getting them again. I don't know, man, just seeing all that. I'm like, dude, this is a really cool line. Like even just the, the elites, this is a cool line. It is a cool line. Um, It's going to be fun to dive back into those because I know a lot of people have nostalgia for it. Yeah. So being able to dive back, get your Lex Luger, get your Hollywood Hogan, just get all those guys back into, or like recreating the um, Nitro Wars. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much fun to do that again. Like how cool would it have been if Harlem Heat joined the WWF in 97 or 98? 
Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, how insane would that have been? Their matches against Tardy's, Dudley's, Edge, and Dude, Christian. Dude, so many guys, right? Uh, imagine if Scott Hall jumps back in 98. Oh, you know? yeah. And he comes out there to feud with Austin. It's like, whoa, like, this is huge. Like, there's so many things that would have been big, big business, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to recreate that. Wasn't it Lex Luger? He wrestled on a pay-per-view, and the very next night he showed up on – did he show up – because he was teaming, I, he was teaming with Davy Boy. Yes, I think. Well, I don't know if it was a pay per view. I'd have to look at the dates, but he did the uh, Allied Powers wrestled Owen and and uh, Yoko at In Your House Two. Yes. Which I don't. So I don't think that was it because that was like in July of ninety five, I believe. And then I think he showed up in September, but I think he was doing a house show in Ca- in Canada. Okay. And ended up ended up like I think they said it was Halifax, Nova Scotia. And then like literally the next night he was in on Nitro in the Mall of America, which is still a weird one to me. That's that still weird. A, that was such a weird venue to choose, you know. Uh-huh. Nobody was jumping off the second story balcony or anything. No, no. Well, and it was just like, <laughs> could you imagine being at the Mall of America and seeing Jushin Thunder Liger? Like <laughs> it, I mean it, it was weird. It was like, huh, okay. Speaking <laughs> of Mall of America, did you see that they have a Toys R Us now? No, they got a Toys R Us there. Yeah, that Kyle Peterson. Um, he does a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in the in the figure world. Um, really cool guy, cool influencer. He uh, he recently visited the uh, Toys R Us at uh, Mall of America. The wrestling figure section is not huge. The action figure sections were not huge, but it's like wow, that's cool to see those letters again. Our Toys R Us out here over at Stone Ridge Mall. It's inside of Macy's. We have that too. Okay, it's a huge section of that takes up a big portion of Macy's, but there's no wrestling figures. It was star Wars. Yeah. It was Marvel. It was uh girl's toys. There was no wrestling at all. I went into the one we have and it was, it felt as though it was like the, uh, like if you remember back in the day, like Dillard's or JC Penny would sometimes have a little toy section, but it yeah. was nothing. That's how yeah. it feels like. Yep. And it's like, man, like you're really missing the boat because to me, I think the thing about, toys i think you can equate toys a lot to wrestling i've heard a lot of networks always liked having wrestling because they said the wrestling audience always found the wrestling shows Mm -hmm. no matter the channel and that's why sci-fi fought to get ecw back in the day Mm -hmm. toy collectors will find the toy stores no problem so if you put a vintage toy store in a mall it's going to get all of us going to a mall and I say vintage toy store because I feel like that's what's kind of the trend nowadays. But that uh, KB Toys drew us so many people more to uh, all of us more to the mall. If there was a KB Toys in a mall today, me and you would probably be going this week, right? Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, or as often as we could. And the fact that we don't have that, it's like, dude, I haven't stepped foot in a mall and I couldn't tell you how long. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing there that really interests me anymore. And there for a minute we had a uh, – my mall had a Think Geek, which had some figures, mm-hmm. some Marvel Legends and things like that, but not really as much. And, but nowadays, it's like, eh, there's nothing there that really interests me, so I don't really go anymore. And, um, and I think that that's a, that's, a, that's a shame because I think the more toy stores we had, the better we would ultimately do like as far as more options and stuff. Well, I hate to say it, but malls are becoming a dying breed. Yeah, they are. They are, indeed. I think the advent of online shopping mm-hmm. has... Uh, has killed the mall in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know about you, man, but we could get into this a little bit because, you know, we're past Thanksgiving now. 
Black Fridays in the was in our review mirror. We're heading towards the Christmas season. And I'll be honest, man, I'm like, ugh. Like it, it makes me not want to go to stores more. And and me and you are guys that we go to the stores probably more than most because we want to see the new figures, you know. Right, right. Or if we can see figures. And and it makes me not want to go because I hate dealing with crowds and tons of people and stuff like that. So um I've realized most of my shopping I'm gonna do, like I told my mom, like my goal is to do every bit of my shopping online this year. Every mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And so far, you know, I, I can say this on here because there's not a chance in a million years my niece will ever listen to this, but she's <laughs> she's real she's nerdy, she's really into books. And Target had a deal for Black Friday, buy two books, get a third book free. Okay. A couple of books she said she wanted. I found a third one I thought she would enjoy, ordered all of those and may have added an action figure or two to get free shipping and uh you know they're they're headed my way so it's like wow that, that was a good deal um uh my other niece wants gift cards uh my my third niece who's just a baby i got her a squishmallow so i thought that was perfect yeah i i was like i don't know if she'll like that or not but she's you know three months old so or she will be three months old so i think that'll be fine and she's getting a little teeter as she starts <laughs> to get her teeth um you know, my uh, my nephew, he likes wrestling. I've got him wrestling figures set aside. My mom likes gift cards. My dad likes just clothes. And it's like, I don't need to get out at all. Like, I can do all of this online. And I think with that happening more and more, like you said, it does kind of take those brick and mortars away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Quick question for you. Your nephew, how does he do with accessories? Is he losing accessories or? So that kid, my God, he does not <laughs> treat his figures very well. You know how many figures I've went in his room and found and like they are missing hands, you know, or the dog chewed the leg off. And I'm like, for the love of God, would you put up your toys? Well, the dog chewed the leg off. I'm like, well, don't let her in here. You know, Um, he had an AJ Styles covered in in red marker one time. I was like, what'd you do that for? Well, it's like he's bleeding. And I'm like, points for creativity, but you ruined the figure, you know, I mean, right. He's like, oh, I got another one. And I'm like, I know, but uh, what are you doing, man? Like, so no, he, he, but he has fun with it. So I, I let him do that. You know, it's, it's all about how you enjoy them. I think years down the road, he'll kind of be upset, you know, when he realizes a lot of them are kind of beat up and, you know, don't have hands and stuff like that. Um, he's not real big on keeping the extra hands. He will literally just throw those away, which I do understand. I, I think the extra hands is becoming a, uh, I'm not a big fan of it personally, because I feel like it's, you either have to put them up right then, or you'll, you'll never remember who's who, unless they are specific to that character. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. I thought I, I joked about my mom and her love of Ziplocs and keeping yeah. Ziploc in business, but I put all the extra hands now. I haven't done it before, but I put all the extra hands in a Ziploc and I mark on it whose hands it is. And right. I don't know, I don't know why I do it, but I just do it. But it takes up so much space. Like now you're adding Ziplocs and just like, oh my God. Well, and, and I get like if it's a unique hand, right? Like the Hardy Boys having the guns. I get that. Or, you know, I remember the Undisputed Era had their whatever their hands were or whatever and mm-hmm. uh and stuff like that. I get that. But when you add in a bunch of extra hands where it's like a fist or it's a slightly open, it's like that's not necessary. Like it's yeah. just, it's going to create a lot more extra stuff. I would rather have a different accessory if they were going to include that, you know? So that's my personal opinion. Got it. Thank God for Scott, man. When we were kids, he was always putting the accessories into a three musketeers tin. Smart. And he, he put it all into there and 
man, as I said, thank God for Scott, because I would never even done that. So, yeah, I certainly lost all my Hasbro accessories as a kid uh, over time. You know, like all of a sudden I can't find Brutus's shears. Right. Can't find Honky's guitar. Can't find Duggan's two by four, Bossman's yep. nightstick and so on. I remember I had Mountie shock stick for a very long time thinking like, oh, all right, I still have this. And then next thing I know, I can't find it. So, <laughs> and, and I think sometimes those get, you know, could get, you know, lost in, in a crevice and vacuumed up later and you don't even know. And it's just, it's easy to, it's easy for that to happen. So it sucks, but it is what it is. That's why Boss Man's nightstick from the LJN series and even from Hasbro's goes for so much money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's, I think even like if you get a Hasbro Jake, it's like 10, 15 bucks with Damien, it's like 60 Mm -hmm. because it's so much more rare to get that. Yep. But I do understand that for sure. Um, I I was going to ask about this. I don't know if you saw, did you see that uh, Mitch over at Hastel Toy revealed his next uh, big release is going to be the British Bulldog with Diana Hart Smith and a two pack. Uh Um, A lot of people had mixed emotions about this. I thought it was a cool two pack and my my thought on this was like that bulldog is fantastic and diana i didn't know if she would sell well by herself but this is a piece of wrestling history right this is SummerSlam 92 yep i thought it was a cool set what were your thoughts on it i thought it was cool what were the naysayers saying about it out of curiosity and i think it's just haters man i think every every toy guy that's in this industry has haters for some reason and <laughs> they were kind of criticizing the price because i think he said it was going to be 75 for the set but it's free shipping right it's free shipping that then that's another factor because i know um epic toys two packs are are 65 mm-hmm. the nick gage cardona two packs 85 mm-hmm. so i feel like he's in that competitive market i don't see what the issue is other than well no one needs a diana hart smith figure and i'm like i get that if that's not your thing totally get that but to me this is a cool set to have and again i go back to what i've always said on here find your joy man if you're not into something don't buy it you know yeah and there's so many people that just for whatever reason they want to crap on what they're not into it. I don't. I personally don't get it. No, welcome to the internet, dude. I know, right? You know what's funny is back in the day too. Is we would hypothetically let's get our toy magazine out. Let's get Toy Fair. How about Toy Fair? Remember Toy Fair? Oh, dude, I love so the music Toy Fair. Funny, funny story. Richard Yule suggested that as a uh, topic for Rumble Wheel. I'm like, dude, oh, that is a that is a good one. That is money right there. But, um. You get your Toy Fair magazine, you're skimming through, you're looking for the wrestling section immediately. You open it up and you go, British Bulldog and Diana Hart. Oh, that's cool. Eh, I don't need it. And that's it. You move on. But nowadays, people will get that Toy Fair magazine, see that there's a Diana Hart and British Bulldog, and they're going to be like, oh, I need to take to Twitter or the Twitter X and voice my displeasure about this. Why? Back in the day, we're just like, I don't need it. Let me flip it over. That was it. Exactly. Well, it's kind of like did, in LJN, did we need Ted RCD? No. You know, do we need Outback Jack? No. But it's cool now, years later, that they were included, I think, because that's the only version of those two guys we ever got. 100%. You know, and it's kind of like when I see a picture of Outback Jack, like my first memory is not of him. It's of his figure. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Ted RCD. So I'm like, that's to me, it's cool that they were included. I could care less. Like if you're not into something, don't buy it. It's not that big a deal. And I think him including the free shipping is a huge, huge factor. To me, he has some of the better prices of all the retro companies. Mm-hmm. He's produced more than a lot of them. I don't, I don't see an issue. But nowadays, like if you go to Walmart 
I'm going to just use Walmart as an example. You go to Walmart and they have a brand that you don't like. You don't take yeah. to Twitter X and go, oh, they have this brand. I am so mad. Why do they carry this? Right. What? Like wrestling or sorry, collectors in general just need to jump on the Internet and voice their displeasure right away. Well, again, I go back to like looking at the Monday Night War set. I could see people skipping some of these because they're like, eh, I don't really need Austin in the street clothes. I don't really need to build a figure Lex from Mall of America. Mm -hmm. To me, I look at it as like, wow, that's actually a really, really cool set. Like mm -hmm. it's totally different. It's kind of like when they did the Bash, Bash at the Beach three pack with Sting and Luger and, and Savage. Yeah. That's the only time we got those those two guys with face paint. I'm like, wow, that's kind of fun, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody. I get that. But as like a cool one-off, that's kind of a cool, cool piece for the collection. First time we got Scott Hall in the denim. Like, I mean, I think as far as Monday Night Wars, like the things that they can do, I think it's awesome. And I, I think I would love to see more, more characters like that. So I, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, speaking of the collectors voicing their displeasure, did you see the NECA Bon Jovi figure? No, I didn't. Let me look that up. Did okay. NECA Bon Jovi? I'm going to just say the collectors came together as a cohesive group to bash NECA. And it was hilarious because of how bad this figure looks. And I'm hoping you see it right now. Oh, there it is. I should have sent you the picture. That was my fault. My God, that is Jimmy <laughs> Jam Garvin hair right there, isn't it? <laughs> so Scott and I were talking about it. And Scott says they got the hair right. And I'm like, no, dude, that thing is like eight miles way too tall and on top of that people came together the collector community came together to say that that is uh sandra uh sarah connor from uh yeah, i've seen a lot of that yeah why well, i don't know why that i thought that was sarah connor and... yeah exactly so a lot of people have come together to bash neca regarding this bon jovi figure a lot of people also came together to say why do we need a bon jovi figure and i kind of i'll disagree on that part I think music lines do pretty well. Well, it's a fun one-off, right? Like you exactly. Know, it's kind of like is it is it Neck or Super Seven that's doing the Cliff Burton? Uh, that is Super Seven. Like to me, I'm like, if they made all of Metallica, I'd be all into it. Just mm -hmm. one guy, I'm like, I'm not sure, but I know you're a big Cliff Burton fan. But that's a perfect figure for you. It's a quick one-off. Mm -hmm. You buy it, you're like, wow, that's cool. I have Cliff Burton. Like, yep. To me, like, that's all that is. Like, I mean, as the best one they did, no. But, I mean, the that's another thing, too, is the fans have a lot of uh, a lot of voice. I know Super 7 um, and the Turtle line in Wave 10, they did a Rat King. Okay. Which Rat King was one of the one of the more popular figures. Um, to me, one of the better villains besides, like, Shredder, obviously. And uh, the Rat King they did because the, the, the Super 7 Turtles – the idea, at least my understanding of it, was they were supposed to be an homage of the Playmates line, right? Mm -hmm. So better articulation, bigger scale, the whole deal, but look like the Playmates. This Rat King didn't. And everyone was like, what are you doing? And so the, the rumor was that maybe they lost the rights to do anything that looked like Playmates, which is like, well, if that's the case, no one's going to want to collect these at all. Right. And uh, But in, in that same line, they had like the, the uh, classic rocker Leo, which is with him from the playmates line where they were like a rock and roll band that looked just like the playmates. So it's like, well, that's not the case. 
the react the reaction was so negative they pulled Rat King from that wave and put a different character in. Oh, and and they re-added Rat King to Wave Eleven, which they just re- revealed the other day, and it looks great. So it's like sometimes fans have the right voice, you know. Um, it's just one of those things where I, I look at that, I'm like, do I need that? Absolutely not. I do not need a Bon Jovi figure, and uh, Bon Jovi rocks on occasion, but that's not a figure I need in my collection. The voice of the collector was so uh, resounding that bbts the next day already had it on pre-order for a discounted price oh wow but when scott went on to look during our show when we were recording they had already marked it back up now i don't know if maybe they were like you know the reaction was so negative but then the price Mm -hmm. came down so much that a lot of the bon jovi fans were like well it's pretty bad but it's bon jovi i'll get it yeah and then all of a sudden the price went back up or bbts was like oh crap we messed up we need to put this at yeah full price you you also have to understand the vocal minority i heard raven talk about this on a podcast one time and i was like man he is so dead on um he talked about the vocal minority in wrestling and he's like here's the thing if you do a show and a hundred people crap on it how many thousands watched it and just didn't have any desire to write anything but enjoyed what it was Mm mm-hmm Right. It'd be no different than like if you guys do, you know, an episode of Fully Posable, you have X number of of listens, but two people comment, hey, that sucked. Uh It's easy to be like, oh, maybe we need to change something. Right. No, two people said something. Mm -hmm. Two people out of maybe, say, 10,000. That's just a a generic number. Like, what's the, we don't, why why are we catering to those two people? Mm -hmm. And that's what Raven was talking about. He was like, if, if 10,000 people watch a wrestling show and five people have a complaint, that's a very small number ratio wise that have an issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's really coming full circle with, with figures. Mm-hmm. Again, like what I say, if you don't like something, don't buy it. If it's not your jam, don't buy it. Right. If, if you don't like power town, don't buy the figures. If you right. don't like Mattel, don't buy the figures. Right. It's, it's relatively simple. I think, you know, I can understand if someone's like, I'm not into super seven. They're too expensive. I'm with you. Or someone like you who's like, I will buy a few that I really want. I'm with you. I get that, right? And so I think with um, with with what's happening now, we have so many people that are so eager to show displeasure that they it makes them want to make a, like you said, a rash decision quickly mm-hmm. instead of just letting things play out, which I don't know if that's always the best call. Have you ever seen the Family Guy episode where it was about the FCC? Uh-uh. Basically, the FCC is in, and for those that don't know, the FCC is basically like a uh, censorship type, you know, making sure that everybody's on par, don't use any curse words, blah, 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 on TV. Well, the FCC was sitting around a table one day and they're like, we got nine letters. I think they said like, we got nine letters, which equals out to 15,000 letters <laughs> yeah. about this certain situation. Exactly. And, you know, it, as I said, it was like only nine letters, but those nine letters was a resounding 15,000. It felt like 15,000. Right. And I, I, I watched that episode and I'm like, that is spot on. That is a thousand yeah. percent correct. So anyways, yeah. I kind of relate it back to that. And we all focus on negative too, right? Like, I mean, if, if you got on the Twitter X machine today, you had a positive interaction with say Steve Hoker, one with Nate, one with Jason Wolf, one with Bane, one with Travis Fowler, one with Ethan, one with Soda. But then one guy says something mean. Who, which one do you focus on? The guy that said something mean. 
yeah. not the 10 other previous positive reactions. So that again will make us all, oh, man, this Twitter, it's a cesspool. It's just so negative, even though it's one negative reaction. Right. And, and that's unfortunate. Now, now part of that is like, well, why did that guy have to say anything anyway? Right. I see stuff I don't like or agree with all the time. Right. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to share my opinion mm-hmm. negatively, you know? And yep. so I've never understood that. Like I, I see so many people, like there was a guy I used to, you know, I don't know him real well, but I have him on Facebook and he used to dog certain television shows saying how bad they were. And he'd be like, all right, it's episode seven. This show is definitely going downhill fast, blah, 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 blah. I said, I'm like, so you watch this show for seven weeks, seven weeks. Like, stop watching it, man. Yeah. Like, like, it's not that hard. Like I have, to me, I don't have like a ton of free time to just watch any show I want. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not going to watch something I don't like. like right, why right. on earth would I do that? Right. And I, and I, and so when people do stuff like that, it just baffles me. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with people? Yeah, exactly. It's it's just people wanting to be negative. They mm-hmm. let me guess that guy never talked about a positive show. Like, oh, this friends ep- this friends episode was fantastic or whatnot. Right. Yeah, right. You're not a, you're not a huge fan of The Office, right? No, not, it's not it's not your cup of tea. Perfectly fine. You, that doesn't mean you're like I'm going to watch this whole series and hate on it more. <laughs> Why on earth would you do that? It's not your jam, you know. I've tried like, watching The Office. It just doesn't. It's not your show, and that's perfectly fine. You know, like that's what we all have. How many times have I gone onto Twitter or Facebook or something? In fact, the only time I say anything negative about The Office is if somebody texts me or tweets at me regarding The Office. And it's like, okay, it's not my cup of tea, the blah, 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 move on. That's it. Right. Well, it's like Bane's not a big Seinfeld guy. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I'm about to to hate on Bane. (laughs) He's about to go nuts. (laughs) But it's, it's one of those things where I've heard people say, I don't like Friends or I don't like Seinfeld. I don't like... I don't like The Office. I don't like any of these shows. I'm like, that's, it's perfectly fine. People can like what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, you have to find something you enjoy. Not every show is everybody's cup of tea. And um, speaking of that, I, uh, I've been, I, I don't know if I told you, I've been rewatching Step by Step on HBO Max. <laughs> and uh, what's funny about that is I came across the Beavis and Butthead episode that's hilarious yeah and, and i've and i and i remembered like oh yeah me and jeff were just talking about this like it's it's got to be the same episode because they're they got blind dates set up well those dudes show up like at least three other times now are you serious as, as beavis and butthead yeah you know why and, they and, got a they got such a huge positive reaction because yeah. when you listen to that I, I don't think that was a laugh track that came over that was like a resounding like we love this yeah it, it was hilarious because it was like each episode it's almost like oh no those guys you know <laughs> and um and like they kind of like again the in the episode i think even the dads like it's beavis and butt crack or whatever like they don't really <laughs> like they they acknowledge who they're supposed to be but they're kind of like oh you're just trying to be those guys but it is kind of a funny idea but you know just right. seeing it in live action form is just ridiculous you sent that over and i thought that was great oh it's funny but if you listen back to it, the crowd actually was like, this is great. And you hear like a good resounding loud applause for it. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's it's at the time it's that was so popular. Like, why not steer into that a little bit? You know? Exa- exactly. Yeah. So good stuff, man. It, it was definitely funny, though. But, you know, again, like I go back to like with figure collecting with uh, 
television again i try to tell people find your joy if, if something's not your jam don't buy it you know yeah well what's the point of going on and going on to twitter x or instagram and bashing it what's the point of that i think maybe trying to feel better about it like there's toy lines i don't i don't like you know and right i'm just like yeah not a big fan like i uh i don't i remember the rise of the ninja turtles where they did that line mm-hmm I was like, yeah, not my jam. Don't like those. Didn't feel a need to bash them, you know, because they're for kids. Right, right. So if kids don't like them, so be it. Move on. Yeah. Next thing. It's just, it's not a big deal. Well, that's what happened with the Nitro stage. A lot mm-hmm. of people were like, oh, why are they doing the Nitro stage? They should be doing the Titan Tron and the Raw stage. And it's almost like that one little negative started to build on top of that, yep. build on top of that. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I'm not backing this. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, I I remember back in the days of the message boards is the first time I ever saw that where I'm sure you were in the message boards and stuff. I like wish the I was wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling figs message boards and stuff. That was before Twitter, obviously. But I remember seeing posts of like, these figures suck. I can't believe they're doing this. And I think it was when they in, when they introduced Ruthless Aggression because I've been to that point. We had Titan Tron live wrestling figures and you know, that's just what we had, but then ruthless aggression came along. Like, oh, these are a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. it was pretty obvious to most of us. And this kid is talking about how bad these were and they were stupid and no one liked them. And then all of a sudden he ter- ter- changes opinion. He's like, Oh, I love these now. I think they're great. And it's like, what? The- Shut <laughs> up. dude! Like no one, no one even cares what you think. Like <laughs> it's so stupid. I, I don't know. That's to me, have been an issue with, uh, the world of the internet for too long is that, you know, I think if you look at, I'll have to look it up. I think on the top of Facebook, it actually says um, what's on your mind. Right. Well, ask yourself this, does anyone care what's on your mind? And if the answer is no, maybe you don't need to post it. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like you want to post your dog and your family. That's perfectly fine. Your opinion of stuff, something that's going to be uh, um, controversial. Maybe keep that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty stupid. But uh, anyway, what do you say we uh, we dive into some Masters of the Universe Series 3 here? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. So uh, I got Series 3 pulled up here. These were released in 1984. And we'll kind of go through the line here and see which ones uh, Young Jeff had. Because <laughs> well, this is actually kind of what we're kind of getting into a little bit of some of the weirder characters. Um, we start off with this guy. And they kind of talked about, like, this one was not really the most well-received character. Buzz Off. Did you have Buzz Off, Jeff? No, we didn't have Buzz Off. Um, We had a majority of these, but Buzz Off was not one of them. I always liked Buzz Off. I thought he was a fun character. You liked him? I Yeah, I mean, it's a B. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I, I again, like, it's not probably uncommon to anyone who knows I love goofy wrestling figures so yeah i'm gonna like a guy that looks like a big bumblebee like that's fun <laughs> no we didn't have that one um scott and i uh, you said these came out in 84 that's what it says here on the uh, on the website that they were released in 1984 okay so i remember that scott and i started to kind of ease up on the ones that we got i just can't remember which series that was that mm-hmm. we just started to kind of lay off of them well, and like any any collection, you know, like as as time goes on, like sometimes, and, and we see it now. Like you'll be at a maybe a Walmart or Target, and you have enough money for two figures. Well, mm-hmm. which two do you decide to to buy? I remember I was like 
dead set I had to grab that AEW Samoa Joe quickly. <laughs> I saw four on the pegs yesterday after Black Friday. So I'm like, well, that was obviously not a necessary purchase right that particular <laughs> week, but you never know, right? Right, right. So next up we have Clawful. This is actually one of my favorite figures of this line. I love the uh the big uh crab claw. I just uh-huh. thought this guy was I thought this guy was awesome. He was used all the time when I would play with figures. Um and, oh, yeah. and it was just because of that claw. That was it. That was that was all we needed was just that claw, and he got used quite a bit. And he would go around with the claw just snapping people, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Next up, we got another guy who's got a weird hand mechanism, Fisto. What a name, Fisto. I know. Where do we go with that? <laughs> but that's what was kind of fun about some of these guys is they had such unique attributes. You know, it's kind of made them unique characters. Right. Fisto was also used. He was a very popular character in the He-Man cartoon. So mm-hmm. that that one had to get purchased immediately when he was announced. In fact, uh, fun fact with these, all three of these so far have been remade in Origins. I'm curious if any of these haven't been. Um, we'll we'll kind of get through it. I, I who knows because I think they've made almost all the characters in Origins now. Right. Um, next up, the, now this is an interesting one. I'd like to get your take on it. Battle armor, He Man. So, um, you know, Travis talks a lot about when he was a kid, he always wanted regular He Man. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the first, I guess, re release, as it were, right? Because, you know, some kids may have not gotten into the line when it was there or they weren't, you know, they weren't even born yet or weren't collecting at that time. They may have missed the regular version of He Man. So now you can get the battle armor. What'd you think about this? I thought it was cool. Um, it was just like you said, a re-release. Didn't we didn't need them? We didn't get them. Yeah. But I understand why they started putting He-Man in the line immediately because it's like John Cena now, or it, Roman or AJ. Exactly. You got to get your big stars in there, or you know maybe the line will die. You know you mm-hmm. just don't know. But you had to get He-Man back in there immediately. I think it's cool that they did this. So if you're a completionist. You can buy this, but also it's not necessary to buy because you already have the regular version. How many of these did you have, by the way? So I had no or I had no He-Man figures as a kid. Oh, you did? No. Um, my cousins had some that I played with, but you know, keep in mind I wasn't born until 85. So by the time I would have probably been into figures, 87, 88, these were pretty much gone. Oh, the good call. I forgot about that. I always forget you yeah. were born so much later than me (laughs) yeah yeah so for me the first big toy line hype i remember was turtles which was 87 Uh 87 88 and so which you know i i kind of wonder on the toys i made us they talk about how in 87 this line started to to dwindle Mm -hmm. and i wonder if it wasn't so much that it was bad but just turtles came along and it was like oh i gotta get turtles you know good point it always makes me wonder on that was turtles 87 or 88 Around 87, 88, somewhere there. Okay. Next up, we got Jitsu. This guy is pretty cool. I do have him in the Origins line. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on Jitsu? Jitsu was fun. It, he was fun. I'll just leave it at that. Similar similar to Fisto. He had the big hands, right? I think he has two of them, though, doesn't he? He has a fist and like a like a karate chop hand. Yeah, I I don't remember him much from the cartoons. It, it, I'm... I'm sure there were some of these guys that never actually appeared on the cartoons. I know that's how Turtles was. Uh huh. Part of me always wondered, like, oh, maybe I just haven't seen that episode. But there was a guy they made in the Turtles line called Pizza Face, which I love. <sighs> and um, never appeared in the cartoon. But 
I mean, it wasn't a big deal to me. I just thought he was a cool character. And I just always assumed like, well, maybe he just, I just never saw the episode he was in, but come to find out he never actually appeared. But I kind of, I don't know with He-Man if they ever had that, if they had characters that never actually appeared in the cartoon or what. But I don't, because um, I, I don't remember him, man. I, it's a cool looking figure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. almost like, it's almost like Fisto. I mean, the, you know, armor on the Similar, right Similar, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't remember him that much. Uh, next up, we got Cobra Khan. What do you think about this guy, man? Again, I don't remember the character, but I remember having him yeah. because it's a very memorable figure to have. And he, well, we're kind of getting into the snake characters with this guy too. Exactly. Uh, he was a. He's got like a vest on him, like a like a some type of double strap going on. Mm-hmm. I remember having him. I remember playing with him. I just don't remember any storylines or any playtime with him. Just mm-hmm. I remember he was being used. Well, and I think too, if you don't know the character, that's when you're kind of like figuring it out yourself, right? Playing with it yeah. how you want to. Because I remember as a kid having some of my turtle characters, I didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if they were a good guy or a bad guy. There's no way to look it up back then. So I just kind of like pretended, you know, because that's what we did, you know, all about creativity. Is it similar to the Condiment King? I think somewhat, yeah, because like that's such an obscure character. It's like, you know, as a kid, if you if you had a condiment king, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Like probably a bad guy, but you're not sure, you know. So you can kind of play with that as you want. Depends on if you like uh, ketchup, mustard, relish, mayonnaise. I mean, or... I like ketchup, but I don't want to spray it in my face. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know my uh, my manager would love a mustard gun. I'll tell you that. A big mustard guy. Oh, huge mustard guy. <laughs> mustard on everything <laughs> mustard on everything you know what's funny is the first time i heard the term honey mustard i thought that sounded so gross i'm like oh but now uh-huh. i love honey mustard i eat it all the time especially with chicken nuggets oh dude it's ridiculous yep. love it <laughs> uh next up we got orco orco is obviously a fixture of the cartoon yeah when i think of the cartoon i think of orco mm-hmm. that's one of the first characters i think of yeah i remember having this as well and when we, I, now again going back to playtime when playtime was set up, Orko was always kind of like at the forefront of a, whatever imagination storyline I had going on in my head. But Orko was always at the forefront. Oh, yeah. Definitely a, a fun character to include. We got a few more. Looks like four more to round out this wave. Uh, Prince Adam. Now, mm-hmm. this is an interesting one because I don't think initially the plan was for it to have a Prince Adam based on the you know mini comics is what, I, what I've read it. It was just going to be like He-Man. And then with the cartoon, that's when they kind of made it an alter ego of prince adam who's essentially kind of the main character right he's Correct. kind of the bruce the bruce wayne to the batman if you will um did you have prince adam what'd you think why why purple pants why a pink vest you know <laughs> <laughs> sure did had it uh, i don't know why they put him in purple pants but uh no i definitely had this one because it, you know he was the lead up to when he man would hulk up i know? have the power i have the power and so this got used plenty of times walking around with orco through and again, I go back to my Transformers, but uh, Transformers talk when we were talking about it. But when we were in the middle tier of my parents' house, I would have uh, good guys on one side, bad guys on the other. Sure. And then the battle would happen either on the couch or in the middle of the room. But I would always have Prince Adam kind of start off around Grayskull. And then, you know, I have the power and then here comes right. he-man and stuff like that so he-man <laughs> and the for... masters of the universe <laughs> god i love it uh, <laughs> that's but... actually when i watched the toys that made us that's where it got me in the feels is those old clips honestly man yeah i was just like oh my god this is awesome 
Yep. So anyways, Prince Adam got used quite a bit. Very, very cool. Uh, so if you're going to do a battle armor He-Man, why wouldn't you do a battle armor Skeletor, right? A, another version of Skeletor to go along with uh, your new version of He-Man. Again, if you already have these two, they'd be easy passes. But if not, kind of cool to have a different version in the collection, right? Yeah, it's just another way to get your He-Man figure and also the big villain Skeletor out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but definitely cool to get to get new versions if you missed them. Mm-hmm. Well, we rounded out with the last two. We have Web Store. I don't know if he has an Origins or not. Does he have one? I feel like he does, but I don't. I don't want to say that for sure. But again, kind of a, a cool looking character. Yeah, I don't remember much about him. I don't think we had this one. He he does have a he does have an Origins. Oh, he currently does? Av- available on Big Bad Toy Store. Yes, he does. Oh, I don't ever. I don't know about that one. Huh. I'll be damn. Yeah. I'll, I'll be damned. damn. Damn. I'll be damned. Going but, back uh, to yeah. step by step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely a, a cool, you know, new villain character. Obviously, they're diving deeper into the monsters with, with these last couple. Um, love the grappling hook weapons and stuff. I mean, I just think I just think these guys are, are awesome. So much yeah. fun. Yep. And uh, we round out wave three with Whiplash. He yeah. also has a new Origins figure, which I believe is a little bit harder to find. So that might be uh, something I have to do a deep dive for down the road. When's, uh, not Revelations, when's the next one coming out? Revolution? Revolution, I've heard 2024. 2024, now, okay. That's obviously a wide range. I've heard early 2024, but I don't know. Okay. Um, we didn't have Whiplash. I know that one for sure. I don't yeah. remember this character. Probably not one of those big characters that Scott needed to have. Yeah. So as I always say, if Scott needed to have it, Scott got it. And then I would have to be either A, playing with his toys or B, being like, I need one too. Yeah. No, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely a good wave. Now, the, the funny thing about this is seeing this wave, there's like, you know, 11 characters, man. We're not used to seeing that these days. You know, it's like four character waves. What'd you think about having such a big wave? I don't think I paid attention to it as a kid. Yeah. Like to me, when you're a kid, you want the more the merrier, right? Right, right. Oh, oh man. Okay, I don't know Whiplash, but oh man, they're coming out with Prince Adam. I need Prince Adam. Orko, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of lose track of how many people are in a wave because you hone right. in on the ones that you really, really want. Yeah. And so as a kid, it didn't cross my mind. Right now, it's like, that makes sense to me. It's one of those things, I think back in the day, they probably shipped these multiple times where nowadays I don't feel like that's the case. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you go back to the WWE Superstars line. I still have never seen Wave 4 in stores. You haven't? Still have not. Oh. I, uh, I was able to get those because of uh, online and some friends that were able to help me, but still have not seen a single one of them in stores. And it's like, dang, you know, that kind of sucks. Like, it just sucks that when you you miss stuff, you know, and... Or like I remember I saw Rick Rude and Earthquake once at a Walmart and already had them. So I didn't worry about it. The next time they were gone. I'm like, holy crap. It just it, some of that stuff moves fast and you don't ever see it. Yeah. Um, speaking of superstars, who are you missing out of that series? Or are you all uh, caught up? I think I'm caught up for now. Well, I don't have the blue trunks Hogan, the chase. Oh, okay. Um, I did want that because I was going to make it that be my rip thomas you know <laughs> uh, so i don't have that one um a friend of mine locally found captain lou invader okay recently so i do have those i don't have them in hand yet but i do have those coming and i think that's it uh, i think the next wave is that terry the hulk boulder andre and doink so yep. i haven't seen those yet but 
I'm seeing that people are actually finding those now. I'm only missing Mr. Perfect and that's it for me. Okay. Is that the only one you're missing? That's the only one. And then I'll be all caught up. Well, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for Mr. Perfect for you then. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Are you, uh, have you found Captain Lou Invader yet? Uh, no, I haven't seen them on shelves, but I have some friends that have found them around. And so I've been offered it multiple times, but I already have a couple like you, I already have them coming to me. So from, from one of those friends, so I'm good on those. I gotcha. So Mr. Perfect. All right. I'll keep an eye out if I find it. Yeah. I never found, um, I never saw, well, I recently did see one Piper but I already had it. Jason Wolf found me Piper perfect and Hulk Travis Fowler found, found me Bam Bam. Um, I've seen, like I said, I've seen that one Piper. I haven't seen any Hulks yet. I haven't seen any Bigelow's and I haven't seen any perfect. So, okay. I mean, I, I hope they show up. I, I don't know if it'll be a five and below situation where they sh- show up for half price, which isn't terrible, I guess, but it's just like, good Lord. It's just so hard to find these figures now. I know we're uh, getting close to running out the show. I'll tell the story real quick. The way I found my Piper. Hmm had to go to uh went to Walmart one night and it was about an hour before closing get to the section where all the wrestling figures are out here in the bay area all the toys are behind glass oh wow trying to find a worker is nearly impossible like you can't even see them all can you no they go into hiding dude there's like once the oh, crowds geez. come in they all go into like they they all yeah. scatter into their hiding holes so anyways, I'm I'm looking for a worker. I finally find one. He has to go get someone that's working the toy aisle. Right. Get the keys and all that stuff. Yep. So finally, he comes out. She opens up the glass. Piper's sitting right there. I grab the Piper. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, do you have any more shopping to do? I was like, yeah, I need to go find some batteries. She goes, well, I have to take these up to the uh, counter. I can't let you carry it around the store. This is the Bay Area right now. So anyway. Yeah, this this hot, this extremely pricey $21 action figure. Sorry. <laughs> Walmart will go broke if this Piper is not available. Yeah. So anyways, she goes, it's going to be up at register three. I go, okay. okay. I go to the batteries, couldn't find what I was looking for, the certain type of battery. <clears throat> I go up to register three. Lady goes, there's no toy up here. Oh, no. I go, okay, what do I do? She goes, go to customer service. So I go to customer service. There's no one working customer service. Oh my God. The guy looks at me and he goes, are you looking for the customer service lady? I go, yeah. He goes, she's on break. I was like, wait a second. It's like 20 minutes before closing. He goes, yeah, she went on break. And I was like, that's smart. I like what she did there. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, long story long, customer service lady helps me out. Walk around, couldn't find the toy. She goes, you know what? I'm going to check the other registers. I said, okay. Ended up, it was at register two. And I'm like, but it was supposed to be at, anyways. So Numbers are difficult, Jeff. <laughs> especially for certain Walmart workers. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I did get the Piper, but it took me like 40, 45 minutes. Plus uh, they're announcing 20 minutes till closing, 10 minutes till closing. It's like, hey, I'm staying, but this isn't my fault. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I want my Piper. Yeah. You know how hard these, you know how hard these are to find. That's so ridiculous having to come up with stuff like that. But, you know, I think that's unfortunately part of the deal because figure swappers, people stealing, it's like, it's, I hate when I see people doing that. Cause I'm like, every time I see a figure swapper, I'm like, you're a reason these went up in price. Yep. And that sucks. I hate it. Yep. But, uh, agree with you. It sucks. But, uh, next week I've got a fun main event for you. Funko Saved by the Bell. We haven't done a Funko line yet. This will be a fun one. What do you think? 
let's do it. Saved by the bell. I'm all in for this. Yeah, that was, I'll, and I'll tell some stories, but that was one of the first Funko lines that was announced where I was like, okay, I'm going to buy these because up until that point, I hadn't bought anything Funko, but that was such a fun, like six wave, you know, series. I was like, I got to get all these. That's too fun. Uh-huh. So cool stuff. Well, that will be next week. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast. Make sure to follow us um, at the TV toy cast on all our social media. Check out fully posable with Jeff and his brother, Scott, every Sunday. And check out all of our podcasting buddies. We've got a bunch of them out there. Check out all their shows. It's uh, always uh, always some fun entertainment for you if you're into podcasts, which hopefully you are. And that is all I got. Thank you guys for checking out the TV Toycast. And we will see you in the toy aisle.